You are listening to the Choose Your Struggle podcast, a member of the Shameless Podcast Network. Enjoying the podcast? Consider supporting it on Patreon. You'll get behind-the-scenes looks, sneak peeks, extra bonus content, and best of all, a way to interact with me, your host. You'll also get discounts on merch like tank tops and magnets and all the other services I provide, like booking me to speak, coach or consult, or even advertise here on the podcast. Check it out in the show notes or in patreon.com slash choose your struggle. Plans start at as little as $3.40 a month, and all the money goes right into the podcast. All right, let's get back to the show. Hey, y'all. Welcome to another special Monday motivation episode of the Choose Your Struggle podcast. As I promised last week, here is part two of that conversation with Roadrunner's own, the corner of the Clubhouse podcast and the Shameless Podcast Network's own Kyle Blanks. As we talk about thinking around policy and just general commonplace knowledge uh, for those who work in the cannabis industry. All right. Enjoy. So do you see a... a uh, when this does become legal on a national level, which obviously has a lot of positives, do you see any negatives in terms of uh, sort of, I don't know, I, I, could, I could see a scenario where uh, there's less competition and less uh, specialization? Um, or, or do you think that could be a positive where, where people know more of what they're getting and, and it's not, there doesn't have to be as much research going in and you kind of have an understanding? Um. Well, there's always the pace of growing, growing it. So that's always a unique caveat to like, you know, it grows so fast. But um, I do think, and that's not even like to make a pun, like truly like once federalization hits, that that means people's guard is let down from that perspective. It does not mean that there's this now everybody's doing it. It means the people that had a resistance to it from a legality standpoint now have their guard down enough to maybe try it. But if the people who are talking the loudest are the people who've had the worst experiences, I mean, what's the, you know, once again, that's just part of the spectrum, but it's probably a pretty big, it's a bigger portion than most people ever give it credit for because I'm in it. And I know that even when it's, when these steps are taken, like legally, I walk into the store the next day and it looks exactly the same. It's, it's when I look at it, like, okay, last year, it wasn't the same as now as people come in and forego a, Hey, how are you? Or how can I help you in favor of walking straight to the fridge and grabbing their tincture? And then they'll say something when they're already ready, they know what they need. You know, that took that time to do that, but they also put themselves through, um, you know, a little trial experience and that's why they come in here. That's why this environment is different than others because we took the time to listen to you and to truly um, try and understand what you're dealing with. Because if, if anything in here can help you, it's going to be based off of what you tell us and what we're able to kind of, you know, suggest that you try and participate in seeing what it can do for you. So then again, back at the the sort of national (laughs) level, as legalization keeps uh, rolling in different states and and, in a national level, as someone in the industry, are there things that you do want to see happen? Is there are are there are there benefits that you see coming down the the road that you're excited about? Um, 
I'll just say the, the what I think, you know, everybody thinking they have the way to do it is what shapes the spectrum of an industry. You know, I have my way. And most people that carve it out well enough, basically, that's that's how you capture that part of the market. You know, that's just the business side of it. But I think the thing I'm most excited about personally is, um, and it's something I always have to, I've been explaining it to people since I got into it is, man, at some point, the medical industry, the medical side of it will, will, and it, it may be double my age, but realistically, it will get to a point where that side of it either starts to compete with or is in equal balance with the recreational market because people will always want to learn more about something that helps them. The recreational model doesn't offer that. And the medical model is still very quality of, and that's as someone who went through it through multiple, who is involved in multiple programs as a patient and understands an entirely different degree of depth and has a different sensitivity towards it because of how I came to it. But I have, I just have a, a different um, desire to articulate that than people who, you know, like it's not about, it has not ever become about money for me because I've understood that this is a way I can help people and make money. That's just, if you have that in your mind, it will flow like that if it actually is working. And this works. When I first got my card, and, and, and as we're recording this, it's literally going to be here any, any any day, and I'm very excited oh, about that. So fast. I know. A good, good, uh, good, good feeling. One of the things I originally told you is that, you know, I didn't see myself needing this a year down the road because <coughs> uh, we're, we're supposedly getting pretty close to legalization here in Pennsylvania. Mm. And your initial response I thought was really interesting, which was, I, if I were you, I would re-up your medical card anyways. Help my listeners understand, because I think so to your last point, it, it, we keep hearing about how, how legalization is sort of recreational is overtaking medical. And it, do you see those two roads continuing very distinctly going forward? Um, I personally do. And that's why, you know, this is just my opinion of it. Um, I as someone who came to cannabis no differently than most other people um, or or in a very I'd say a very common way, uh, experimentation. Um, I first, the first time I smoked was before a season I had surgery and I, I didn't get in extremely high, but, um, the, the second time I smoked, I got really, really high and I didn't make, it wasn't something I regularly began doing until I actually got hurt that year and then started to play with it a little bit more. And, you know, basically I think we, we've even had that discussion the benefits I was getting from cannabis prior to having the experience and and then uh, reflective knowledge based on the science and or you know the the education that has come about to help round that that off or you know basically complete that circle. I, I came to it trying to find a therapeutic value outside of pharmacology for myself. That's why I believe in it the way I believe in it. It's why I try and help people understand it the way I do is I gained access to it legally for myself because I, for myself, needed, I, I'm going to use this. I need access to it. And other than it's I, like... I also have a different understanding of what the black market is. You know what I mean? So, but, but to stay on the, on the subject of 
I started to see different variances in qualities in all of these different factors. And I started to have different thoughts of if this is all the, for me personally, and once again, the luxury of being able to just buy what I needed to get to where I am now, like that was how I look at that. But to be able to see that as if I'm going to consume, I even told myself, like, if I'm going to do this, I can't buy something cheaper just because it's cheaper. I need to buy out of quality. Now, sometimes that will not come at the same premium of cost, depending on where I'm at. I bought an ounce, a beautiful ounce from a dispensary for 120 bucks. It's nuts. But otherwise, I started to understand that, you know, when when you take that away, you know, even now, like the other the other day, I was thinking about um, a pretty big volume I bought from somebody um, just off off track betting. And uh, basically, I, I smoked through it like I mean, just train smoked through it. And it was it wasn't doing anything. And I, you know, now understanding how everything's processed, I look at it like, man, that shit must have been trimmed and knocked down and like bumped around, keefed off because it didn't look really crazy. It looked pretty, but it wasn't otherwise very shiny. It wasn't, it wasn't fulfilling some of the things I would otherwise have it try and fulfill now based on growing and understanding what happens when you are trying to do the best possible job for yourself for no other reason than it yields you the best benefit to yourself. You know, if you, if you can quality and quality out is what I would say every industry should have. That's where I think cannabis um, genuinely lacks at times is the quality in because the same money is getting made. That's un- unfortunate to where that has to uh, that part of the industry has to even out. And that's, that's no different than any other industry saturating, finding that, that point, you know, just it's, it's um, it, it is truly uncharted waters as far as the world has, has ever seen trying to create a market around this polarizing um subject and most of the people trying to make the rules or or saying things about it have no fucking clue about it in the experience side of it most of the people doing the science might not even smoke so i take some of that shit with a grain of salt because if you're not on the consumption spectrum this is like telling me how to drive and you don't have your license like and you've never driven a car i appreciate the fact that you want to stay alive too but you better shut the fuck up and just put your seatbelt on because that's how driving works like these are the things that i've started to understand because i've had to do so much absorbing of how people think about it to understand how to try and help them because of where their thoughts lie to the reality of a closer reality of what is actually going to happen or possibly going to happen so what i'm taking away from what you're saying is that one of the reasons I, that that you're more bullish on sort of the future of the medical industry is that in fact uh, you know the 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 higher regulation that you get in medical anything doesn't matter what it is there's traditionally higher regulation could actually be a good thing because it could make sure that you're getting a, a, a certain level of quality in to produce that quality out. And it's not going to be as tied to how much money you can make out of, off of this thing. There's um, there's some of that component to it, but arguably good weed is good weed. So <laughs> the argument should be quality in all across the board and people understanding that like, Hey man, is that medical? Like, it should be good regardless. So that component doesn't matter to where at some point in 
culture or folklore, that shit really mattered. Even to me, is this medical weed? Like I've never had medical weed. Well, once you get into the medical market and understand that, okay, well, once the recreational market comes around, it's all the same weed. It just depends on who's buying it and how you're selling it. But knowing now that component should be far greater influenced by quality in, quality out. It's why the shelf shelving of cannabis should eventually, we'll probably just get to a, it costs this if you're buying it in flour and it's of this grade because in 20 years, everyone understands that quality in is the fucking way you do it. And everyone who, you know, you, you're basically, your only option is getting good, good stuff. Like it'd be no different than, you know, watching it's seeing the quality of the food industry change over my lifetime, let alone someone who's older than me's lifetime, let alone someone who's older than them's lifetime. You know, all of those, all those components are very, are, are what kind of construct moving forward and, and how people think about it. So, you know, my experience is just, just throwing myself into it, but being very open and having, you know, a lot of people close to them that help round out that part of, of time that I wasn't there for. You know, my partners are older than I am. My, um, our sister farm, um, who's an, another very good friend of mine is older than me enough, you know, for me to see, like, I was seeing these things happening from a different seat and now being, having an interest in it, especially what it can do for me. And, you know, it's like, uh, we talked about seeds. Um, I first tried purple haze as a consumer in the California market. I called a delivery service at the time. That was what was available. I asked them if they honored out of state medical license. They said, yes, I bought as much weed as I was comfortable buying and driving home with. And I tried purple haze because it was available to me. And it, I basically long story short, I didn't try it again until I grew it for myself and, and got to like, Holy shit. This is now, now knowing if I want to do that for myself, I can. So now when I buy weed for myself, it's okay. I want to buy something to see if the seeds are available to grow it and see what I can do with it. Because if someone else grows it quality and I grow it and it's like a plant that I don't want to deal with, I will absolutely buy weed from somebody else. I have no problem doing that. I buy, I, you know, I don't make my own, all my own food. I'm comfortable buying food that I can make for myself from somebody else. But that's because I have been such a heavy consumer in this in this marketplace and in this industry, as well as somebody who values it the way I value it. Recre nobody wants to be told how to fuck themselves up. Everybody needs help on how to help themselves. And nobody wants to do that. That's the hard part of facing the truth of what you and I know gets you better is most people are open to, you know, doing those types of things that like, you know, if I got you, once again, if I like, why is it there's resistance to, what uh you know cbd when it's a far more palatable cannabinoid for most people to engage initially but most of them would rather go buy some gummies like why what is what is that drive that just takes you like i want to do it my way and that's how i'm going to do it and i can tell anyone where it's like if you're not equipped to handle what this might do to you that i i'm going to laugh but you're going to be freaked out like and i know it's just because you this is this is what would happen in, this is the reflection of too much for you in this type of scenario. When you drink too much alcohol, it has an outcome. When you drink too much water, it has a negative outcome. When you eat too much food, it has a negative outcome. So I think 
when I, when I really try and frame it for people, like you got to look at it, like it's a consumable. What does this consumable do for you when you're consuming the highest grade of it, whether it's topically applied, whether it's inhaled, whether it's eaten, a lot of it has to do with your ability and understanding of what it's doing for you um, in the appropriate dosage for yourself to, to learn why you'd want to keep doing it. So you and I are going to talk growing at, at, on a different episode, but from this policy perspective, just as we are in a, in a current uh, climate where if anybody wants to, they can home brew, brew beer, right? It's nothing. I mean, there are stores that sell what you need, right? Do you think we are heading towards a place where 5, 10, 20 years down the road, growing some a couple of plants is just going to be a, a nothing thing, a very normal thing, the way that home brewing beer is? Or do you think that'll always be a little different and that we're not quite heading in that direction. Um, well, I'll say there's like a personal side and a business side. I I, I don't know what um, what the business of personal brewing beer looks like. I I know that um, it can parallel. It's a it's a craft type thing. So I understand it takes it has some of the same variables as far as growing would be concerned. You know, there's a little bit of. Uh, little chemistry involved you know there is some some things that you know if you lose it you can lose it all you can lose a whole plant and have to start over you know there are some very very interesting similarities but i think you know the therapy of growing um is probably as someone you know this is all speculation i've never brewed my own beer i've never liked beer so as someone who would say it from this side of the fence i'd say as someone who doesn't like beer i i couldn't imagine the process of brewing beer being as rewarding as growing plants. Now that's personally my opinion. I understand brewing beer might be very fun in a home setting, but I personally wouldn't, you know, what I'm doing it for the outcome is of no value to me because I don't drink, but cannabis has that type of outcome where if you use it, I genuinely believe if you grew it, you would, find an entirely different connection with it um, as I did, you know, just in killing the first plant I ever had the opportunity to grow, whether, I mean, that thing might've grown up to be a boy and I wouldn't have had a chance to grow it anyway. You know, wouldn't have mattered at that point. Like truly the fact I got it out of the dirt was, was wild, let alone, you know, got to see the fact that it looked like a weed leaf, you know, uh, but other than that, I wouldn't have known how to kick it up. I wouldn't have known how to do any, I would have been watching tutorials. I would have been, and this is four years ago with less information readily available um, in a place where, you know, I still probably, it's probably in my best interest not to try and do this, but otherwise I'm, I'm not really doing anything, you know? And that was, that was a really interesting experience being tied to that because Alcohol for me was just a very, like not a very good tool. Like I don't like the taste of it. Um, the therapy of it isn't there for me as it is with somebody who gets just wants one drink and I would prefer something different. The only reason I really drank alcohol was to get drunk and the collateral damage that you do to your body when you are trying to, you know, it's, it's with any bad tool in that sense, cocaine, uh, ecstasy, any of those things that are just blunt objects that you're trying to um, fix something that requires a very, very fine tool, it's not going to go well. 
even if even if you achieve it the first time it's not this is not going to continue like this and that's that's what i've um, been able to understand through experience and learning for myself is cannabis is constantly becoming um and a more interesting thing to me even as i'm just i'm more into it than anyone i know other than my, my partners and the people really close to me otherwise I know not everyone around me wants to hear fucking weed talk all the time. I get that shit. Same thing when I played baseball. It's why I, I didn't want to hear about it all the time. So please don't talk to me about it. You know, so I do think it's a, uh, it is interesting to see how anyone's interest a, about it could come about. But um, as someone who doesn't really, you know, care for alcohol because of most people's inability to manage it as a, as a tool of reflection or, um, you know, uh, relaxation, I would tell anybody, anybody could try and grow a plant. If you actually really cared to try, you'd see that most of it is, is your, you know, what's your sensitivity to the outcome. If you don't care about weed, I understand why you would absolutely just kill every plant. But that's what I think anybody who has some form of interest in cannabis should try if they have access to, and most States are going to either give you home growing rights or not care that you're growing it because it actually takes you succeeding in growing it to get something out of it and that's that's the bigger thing is to anyone out there who actually does farm grow that was the best experience through farming was understanding how and learning to grow this was how difficult this actually is even when you're very enthusiastic about doing it there's there's pests there's you know it's it's a reality it's the real world like um there are certain environments across the world that our beautiful microclimates where weed grows freely and on mountainsides and all kinds of crazy shit. But most of the world has bugs and pests and that's why people pull it indoors. That's why there's greenhouses. That's why there's all these buffers and um, different, uh, you know, environments to help you be the best bee that you can be basically. But if, if you really don't understand why you would be caring to do it, it's, it's exactly why you'll see that detachment between maybe your bud tender and your degree of enthusiasm for what you're here to buy. They don't care about it like you care about it. And I'm not here for your fire. I'm here for the shit that helps me, you know, go about my day in a, in a way better mindset. So we need to bring this one towards a close. It's, it's already going to be split to two, uh, two episodes, but I think we should close on since we're, we're the, the main theme of this episode is policy talking about our beliefs of, of the most ridiculous held belief that it isn't true. And I'll start by saying that when, when people tell me that they love CBD that has quote unquote, no THC in it because then they don't get high and all that kind of stuff, which I just, I laugh at. Uh, and I usually try to tell them about the entourage effect and also how that, you know, that's probably not actually true. That's not really what you have there. Uh, that's me personally. That's the one I think is the most ridiculous. What about you? Oh, man, that's a pretty good one. Um, you know, I've noticed over the last uh, period of time, I've had I've, I've observed some people uh, stating what they think is happening to weed in the industry. God, it's getting so strong. They're spraying stuff on it or, you know, this, this, this. It's funny to see that, that where does that come from? Like, I'm just curious to see where it comes from because I don't discount that in the spectrum of, of 7 billion people, somebody isn't doing what you're talking about. 
but there's no way that all of it is being done like that. And, um, you know, once again, as someone who is, who has had their eyes opened to the spectrum of practice across the industry, and mostly because the people who understand the plant don't, aren't the, the main investor who may not have any experience with the plant. So there's this huge dis, um, detachment between the people really trying to make money and the people who, um, actually understand the plant. You know, I've, I've observed numerous scenarios of people that, uh, are in CBD or cannabis and don't use the plant and don't otherwise think anything of it or care. And that's, that to me is for one, it's like, why would you do something you don't care about? And, and most of these things are, are not maybe even direct. Like my, my good buddy told me that about something he observed and it was very, uh, upsetting to hear that, like, man, like, I didn't want, I wouldn't want to believe that, but knowing it and accepting it helps you, helps you move forward and understanding that you may engage somebody who just thinks, because this is what I believe, this is actually what it is. And without having tried anything I do, without having shared what they're dealing with or anything, like you figured it all out, that's totally fine. But I've definitely found quite a bit of um, value in listening to people uh, share with me what they think can help me because of how many times I've been hurt and how many times that has actually helped me get better than where I was prior to getting hurt. And a lot of that is just education. Well, this has been fun. As, as I said, listeners, this is going to be the first, or well, two, because this, is, this will be a split between two Monday episodes, but the, uh, the first couple in a series of conversations about the cannabis industry, about the cannabis plant. Uh, if for those of you who are interested in growing, we're going to talk growing a couple of times. So definitely keep uh, tuning in to the Choose Your Struggle podcast. If you haven't followed on any of uh, the platforms yet do so if this if someone if someone sent this to you make sure you hit follow and stay right here and if they if you want to get in touch with Kyle Blanks he's about to tell you where to do so uh well you can go to roadrunnercbd.com um definitely uh i'd say dive into anything you can um you can find us on Instagram roadrunnercbd uh Facebook same thing um I myself am on Facebook, you know, feel free to, to dig me up. I, my goal is to try and be accessible and to try and help people understand um, what this can do for them. And a lot of that is I have to know what it is you're dealing with in general, just to um, have any idea about what I could possibly suggest, because there's a really good chance it may have nothing to do with, with cannabis at all, you know, but um, understanding that sometimes the conversation about how to move forward is really part of, uh, of making that change. You have to be able to do that. And that's, that is part of, um, what I've learned and, um, what I'm really happy to, um, basically share that, uh, me as well as anyone involved with Roadrunner CBD, um, is very happy to, you know, basically we really care to listen to you. And he's certainly helped me, as you've heard him say, with my running and uh, as I've talked about on the show with with my own uh, couple of baby plants here here at the house. So, Kyle, thank you for the first of what's going to be hopefully a good number of discussions. And it's always great chatting with you. I appreciate you always having me, man. Definitely uh, ready to dive in.